Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hi there, and here we go with podcast number 57. Wherever you are in time and space, I hope that this is a little diversion from life's troubled bubble as we seek out the radio topics of the day. So let's start with some updates from the Radio Society of Great Britain. The Radio Society of Great Britain's Examination and Syllabus Review Group has just updated the two full-licence mock exam papers. In addition, there are now worked-answer PDFs for these papers, so you can see the correct answer for each question and the reasoning behind it. These mock papers are provided by the ESRG as a training aid and aren't the exact questions included in a full-licence exam. Foundation and intermediate mock exam papers will have worked answers added in due course. You can find all the mock exam papers on the Society's website, rsgb.org forward slash mock hyphen exams. And 2020 was a year like no other for everyone around the world. In the UK, the Radio Society of Great Britain and Radio Amateurs rose to the challenge. The Society has launched a new video that looks back at the many fantastic activities and resources that helped support radio amateurs through these difficult times. It also shows how existing radio amateurs got on the air to care across the UK and thousands of people of all ages got involved in amateur radio for the first time. You can take a look at the RSGB's YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash the RSGB. We've carried a number of items about Marconi and his pioneering activities in the UK and beyond. It staggers me how many separate radio installations he constructed particularly around the south and west coast of the UK, and not forgetting a number of islands as well. How did he get permission to use all these buildings and rural sites? Perhaps he had powerful people on his side, or maybe he just dangled £10 notes in people's faces. Anyway, here's another location he used in the lead-up to his most famous first transmission across the Atlantic. The Register website has published a radio-related story in its Geek's Guide to Britain series. Guillermo Marconi is famous for sending the first transatlantic wireless signal from Cornwall to Newfoundland with his two radio stations on the Lizard Peninsula, but he worked up to this achievement on the Isle of Wight, which the Register describes as England in miniature, lying just off the south coast of Hampshire. Marconi's Needles wireless telegraph station existed for just two and a half years, but its location on Allen Bay at the west end of the Isle of Wight is marked by a stone monument. 
Plaques on each of its four sides tells the story of how, between December 1897 and May 1900, the Italian technical entrepreneur and his staff carried out pioneering experiments in wireless communication. They exchanged radio messages with Bournemouth and Poole, 22 and 29 kilometres away, respectively, and then with ships 64 kilometres away. On the 3rd of June 1898, Lord Kelvin helped to monetize the technology by sending the first paid-for radio telegram over the system. And on the 15th of November 1899, the contents of the Transatlantic Times, the first newspaper produced at sea, were sent from the Isle of Wight station to the American liner St Paul. The station itself was actually a sitting room at the Royal Needles Hotel, with a hole drilled through its window connecting the equipment to a 168-foot mast outside. The hotel, window and mast have gone, replaced by the Needles' landmark attraction, a selection of rides, sideshows and shops next to an enormous car park. Marconi's monument is tucked into a corner of the site, surrounded by a semicircular stone bench and a platform looking out across the Solent towards Bournemouth and Poole. You can read more at www.theregister.com. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. It's all about radio and the wider world of communications. I picked out some of the latest stories from Southgate Amateur Radio News, and you can find a lot more by going to southgatearc.org. We see a lot of material in our media about how mobile phones are boiling our brains, power lines are causing cancer, and 5G cellular masts are setting fire to schoolchildren. But how much truth is there in these suggestions? Well, if you want to learn more, there's a forthcoming webinar that intends to address these theories. The IEEE, the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers, has a specialist group called COMAR, that's the Committee on Man and Radiation, and they've issued an invitation to a webinar, RF Exposure in the Time of Conspiracies. The one-hour event is set to get underway at 18 hours UTC on Wednesday, May the 12th. COMAR is a group of experts on health and safety issues related to electromagnetic fields from power lines through microwave frequency ranges. Its primary focus is on the biological effects of non-ionising electromagnetic radiation. Rick Tell, Kilo 5 Uniform Juliet Uniform, the chair of COMAR, said that the real idea behind the webinar was to highlight some of the news articles and comments that purport to declare the hazardous nature of exposure to weak RF fields, such as those posed by new 5G wireless communication base stations. Rick said that the intention was to explain how these are not scientifically based, and possibly to give some ideas on how to better communicate what we really do know about potential health effects. Full details about the webinar are available at www.arrl.org forward slash news.
The history of amateur radio is long and distinguished, and radio hams have played a significant part in developing technology and using their skills to protect their country in times of war or disaster. And now, one of the oldest amateur radio societies in the UK has a special birthday. The year just gone for many was a year to forget. But for Stockport Radio Society, 2020 was a momentous one, with the society clocking up 100 years of existence. On the 4th of June 1920, a group of local enthusiasts came together and held the inaugural meeting of the then Stockport Wireless Society at the Foresters Hall, close to the town's famous marketplace. With a century on the clock and only a short period of inactivity during World War II, Stockport Radio Society, as it's now known, is still going strong, in good shape and entering its second century. An organisation of such an age will have a rich vein of history running through it, so much so that back in the 1990s, the then chairman, Laurie Newman, Gulf War Zulu Delta Oscar, was minded to research and document it. His book, released for the 75th anniversary of the Society, told their story from formation up to the 90s and referenced some of the many personalities who had joined the ranks over the years. So, here we are, some 26 years on, and there's plenty more history under the belt waiting to be told. Rising to the challenge has been the Society's Secretary and Media Manager, Heather Stanley, Mike Six Hotel November Sierra, who volunteered to take on the daunting task of continuing Laurie's work. Many hours of research followed, which has finally resulted in a book which Laurie would be proud of. The fully illustrated edition, which features input from recent Radio Society of Great Britain president, David Wilson, Mike Zero, Oscar Bravo Whiskey, includes Laurie's original publication and individual sections continuing the story. The book is titled Stockport Radio Society, Celebrating 100 Years of Amateur Radio, and it's available now to order. For more information and to order a copy, please contact Mike Six Hotel November Sierra by email to info at gulf8sierraromeosierra.co.uk. The special event call sign, Golf 8 Sierra Romeo Sierra Stroke 100, was used by many club members to celebrate the club's 100-year centenary. And many contacts were made on all bands and modes, including CW. 100 years of operating is a great achievement for Stockport Radio Society, so here's to another 100 years of operating. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.